it going? You good? Happy? Healthy? Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah, lovely sunny day today in the UK, so it's, it's been nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a rarity, isn't it? And it's late. It's like, what, 7 p.m. over there, 8 p.m.? Yeah, and it's still so light. The sun is just starting to go down now. Just started, so it still feels like day. It feels like 3 p.m. right now. <laughs> what did you do today to enjoy this, your, your rare sun? I didn't do anything. I was working today. I had, like, a Zoom show thing, little, like thing I did on Zoom. So I went to London for that. And then I'm just been on a Zoom session. That's quite a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> keeping you busy, keeping you busy. Um, Where are you right now, though? Where are you? You're in London or are you back home? Yeah, so I'm in Canterbury, Kent in London. It's just like, yeah, it's out on the outer skirts. But yeah, like I'm next to a beach and everything. So yeah, nice countryside vibes, beach vibes. <laughs> Yeah, Canterbury's right on the edge there. It's kind of uh, south southeast a little. We got like one yeah. step. You got like one leg off the continent. Yeah, Almost exactly. Like, yep. You're like I'm one leg out of here. Um, <laughs> I'm in LA. You've been to LA, right? You you know all about LA. Yes, love LA. I am obsessed. Like I signed there in, with my record company, record label out there in um, when I was 18. So. So yeah, I loved it. It was so good. And obviously the pandemic kicked in. So I haven't been there for ages now, but I yeah. can't wait to get back out there once everything's all good. <laughs> My God, that flight to LA though, that's a good, that's a good like 11 hours. Yeah, it's so long. But I think once I got used to it, I was like, okay, I can do this, you know. But yeah. It Did you was... stay awake? Like what do you, what do you do on an 11 hour flight? I, I definitely do like, because I, you know, if they have a, TV I'll watch some TV a lot of films or I'll sleep but I really do struggle to sleep on planes like I I can't do it <laughs> why are they paranoid I think I just like I think it's people watching me sleep I think that's what freaks me out like just having loads of people around you I'm just like but also I'm very like I'm a bit of a light sleeper it's like any sound I'm like What's that? Oh, <laughs> sure. You're like, wait, yeah. Everybody starts looking at each other. Yeah. So wait, you don't want people to watch you sleep. Are you one of these sleepers like this? A drool coming out of your mouth? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know. I'm definitely sleep talking out now and then, that's for sure. So I get. I think I get oh. worried that I'm going to drift off and start being like, oh, go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's funny. What did you like about LA or uh, what did you do here? Do you remember anything that you got to do aside from like work stuff? Yeah. Um, what did I do? Is it Joseph's? No, I don't even know. The, the, A restaurant? Oh, no, no. Jo Jones. That's the one. Jo jo not Joseph's. Jones, hmm. um, the Italian restaurant. I went there. I loved it there. Oh, so you came from England to America to eat Italian food. Yeah, exactly. Got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love Closer that. to Italy? <laughs> yeah, literally. I loved it there. That was like my favorite restaurant. And then, yeah, just loads. I was in the studio loads. That was like my, that was what I was doing literally every day when I was, while I was there. Uh, I went oh to Soho House. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like, I just went to loads of different places. My mum came out to see me for a bit as well while I was out there, because I was going there a few times. And she came out to visit me and um, yeah, and she loved it. And she was like booking all the restaurants and she's like taking me there after my sessions in the evenings. I was like, yeah, love it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of everything here restaurant wise, no matter what you're in the mood for. There's, yeah. there's so many choices, but hopefully next time you come out, you can go to like, 
Disneyland and Universal Studios and all that stuff. Do that, yeah. I never did. I never did that when I went out there. So I'd love to do that, and I'd love to go to the beach. I never actually went to the beach because I was always so busy. Yeah, I was really like, every time I was like, I need to get there. So that's definitely like the first thing I'm gonna do. Or one yeah. Of the things that I'll I'll do when I get there. Um, Put that on the list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but you're healthy, happy, eating good. You got a pretty good t t taking care of yourself, taking vitamins, yeah. all that crap. Yeah, all good. I mean, it's been a bit of, it's just been a bit of a crazy time for me at the moment. So I've been eating a lot, you know, and we've been kind of, we've just kind of sort of came out of lockdown the last like two, two months. So when I was in lockdown, I was always like, pasta, another pasta. <laughs> you know, you just like eat and eat. But yeah, now I'm out of it. I think I'm a little bit more like, right, you know, let's get some salad going on in there. <laughs> like, you know, right. Start to look the part. <laughs> yeah, and that uh, that English sweet tooth is no joke because I'm like I said, my dad's from South London, my mom's from from Liverpool, yeah. so it's in me as well. And fortunately, there's a place right down the street here in LA called World Market. They carry food from all over the world, so I'm in there getting uh, orange clubs, penguins, yeah, di you know, digestives. It's all the British crap that I should not be eating. And, uh, <laughs> we oh love it. Biscuits just. I love lotus biscuits. They're so good. Oh, I haven't and, had those. Yeah, they're so nice. They're like gin they're not ginger, but they're like they're gingery, but they're like sweet and sugar. Like it's just so nice. Um and yeah, oh, okay. obsessed with biscuits and like crisps. Um yeah. Yeah, they have prong they have all the walkers like prong cocktail crisps and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all my American friends are like, prong cocktail? What are you eating, dude? <laughs> Yeah, we do have some strange like flavors. <laughs> we really do. Like we chuck it all in. <laughs> yeah, bacon flavor and everything. Um, hey, you're 20, right? Is that is that right? When's yeah, 21? I'm... When's your birthday? When is everybody sending you presents? I'm gonna be uh, 21 end of July. So yeah, it's a big birthday. I'm so excited. But, yeah, I'm 20 yeah. right now, but I'm kind of worried. It's not worried, but like nervous to go into the 21. So I feel like I'm that it's gonna hit me like right. I'm actually growing up. Like time is going pretty fast. Like I feel like this year has already gone so fast. I can't believe it's already May. Um, but yeah, I was just like I just yeah, I'm just freaking out. I'm I'm very excited because I've got some nice things planned. But but yeah, I guess I can you know, go out to LA and you know obviously everyone can drink to anyone in LA. So, but obviously here. It's 18 so it's like yes so nobody in la has ever had a drink before they legally turn 21 yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> maybe um how's the first 20 years been though you're pretty happy with it because yeah tw there's like there's markers 21 then 25 and then yeah. 30 so how's the first marker yeah really good i mean i feel like my first i think it was 16 and then it was because then 17 is when you get to drive here so that was like a really exciting thing for me and then 18 was when I could go out to the clubs with my friends in the UK so like that was like another big moment like, I think that's probably the biggest moment I ever had to be honest because <laughs> I could actually have my ID and be like yeah there it is <laughs> <laughs> and they're like this is fake for sure yeah yeah and then and then yeah and then now 21 it's like you know there are some places in London that you can't be out unless you're 21 so yeah so not really having any restrictions now i guess and is it is it a change of like emotionally or do you start to kind of do inventory on 
every little aspect now in your life? Because it is it is not that you're not an adult now. You obviously are. But it's still, like you said, it's, it's different. So do you go through your closet and go, well, a 21-year-old doesn't wear that anymore or doesn't do this? <laughs> or... Yeah, I've, I've definitely had a big change. I think when I went in, into the pandemic, I was just completely different to the way I walked out of it. Like, you know, I just think you just grow up a lot because you have the time to really reflect on yourself and you give yourself the time of day to grow because I think when you're so busy every day you've got so much to do like you don't you're not really looking after yourself all the time um so yeah I I think before 21 like um like I'm going through this stage now where you know I want to be really healthy like I'm really going through this health kick now um like the last few days <laughs> not that like, old yeah right the, la- the last 10 minutes you mean yeah. like, what does that entail like like what is what does the health kick entail just like working out you know trying to get a bit of a sober life going on i guess you know not drinking as much rosé with my mum as much as i do <laughs> but those bottles are so pretty i know literally <laughs> like the rosés oh gosh but yeah, just kind of, you know, just really, because I really want to be like my best, the best version of myself when I turn 21. Um, just because I feel like that is a new chapter in itself. And right now with my music, it's all this whole new chapter. So, yeah, I just want to yeah. keep up with myself, you know, and be able to like, like emotionally keep up with it. And um, so I've been doing a lot of just kind of like meditating and just keeping myself ready and on the go. Um and yeah, what's I, the workout? What are you? Is that like cardio? Or are you doing weights? Is it yeah, high just intensity running, stuff? Running loads because I really feel when I run, I have time to think things through as well. And um, so yeah, I love running, and I'm in the countryside anyway. So there's so many gorgeous fields and things to run through. Um, are you listening yeah. to music when you do that, or or podcasts, or yeah, loads of music. I just like li- and I pro- I listen to all my songs and like, I really like go through what I what I can imagine having out because like the amount of songs you write within a week, it's really filtering through as a songwriter what's for you and what could be for other people. You know, like mm. there's so many different opportunities with songs that you've wrote. So yeah, so I think it is that kind of thing of thinking is this something I'll perform on stage is this something I can see myself promoting is this me or is this something I felt on the day that isn't my you know my brand or my genre or my thing um, is this a feeling I don't want to revisit for the rest of my life <laughs> exactly is yeah. Else? yeah like is this something I don't want the person to hear but maybe if someone else sure. it will feel right <laughs> are you get, do you get analytical with it as well you're like running and you're like oh I got to take that piano out or I got to change that or drop that sound. Oh, yeah. Oh, all the time. Never ending. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a project is never done. So yeah, running is hard, man, but that's, that's good to kickstart and uh, yeah. get the blood pump of running sucks. I don't know how you oh, do it. I know it does. I think with now I'm starting shows, so it's, they're always like sing and run and sing at the same time. So that's something that I've been getting into just for, like, like to be able to, you know, be fit on stage and move around yeah. and get the audience going at the same time as singing. It's kind of just a whole, whole workout in that. itself. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's a great idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, how's your parent? What do your parents think of all this? I saw your dad. I saw that video of your dad and you in the car listening to the song for the first time. Your dad, who's all dressed up, smart, looking. <laughs> put together and stuff but the, your parents seem to be all for everything that's going on with you yeah they are they're incredible they really are so supportive and I think you know they've always kind of let me do my thing there was never any pressure to do what I'm doing 
and um, I know you know I've got loads of artists that are friends I know they've there's so many stories different stories of the way parents are but yeah my mum and dad are just so like yep yeah, do your thing and then they're just so now it's like it's all you know th there's certain certain things that are happening they're just so excited and they kind of think wow because I have done it off my own back and it all has been very like I you know I moved away at 16 up to Brighton to go do music school and I moved away from them and everything I think there was a lot of backlash through you know other family members in a way because it kind of you know they were a bit like don't you can't let her go at 16 she's too young and my mum and dad were just like well she really wants to do this we can't stop her so they've always just been so supportive from the from the get-go and um, good for yeah. them for doing that yeah and they you know they have to put their because it's like you know you've got your aunties your uncles and everything and everyone cares about you but at the end of the day your mum and dad just need to, you know they they're the ones that need to decide what's best for you and and it, i'm just really grateful that they let me do that because i know that you know it's quite hard to let you children fly the nest at such a young age um, i would imagine so i would imagine my mom my mom did a very similar thing it was just kind of like uh just you know go on go look around go see what's out there and i'm like mom i'm 12. <laughs> okay i wasn't no. i wasn't quite 12 but it's still what a, what a feeling and you know what it i think it, it almost feels like that getting that trust from the parents almost helps you stay on the right path if that makes sense hundred percent yeah and you and i think as well you have trust like you can really you know they believe in you and you can tell them anything now like i feel that the fact they put their trust into me and let me go and you know be in this big city of brighton on my own and you know i was living with a host family as well at this at that point so i was with a completely different family they kind of were just looking after me um and yeah, and it was just, you know, for them to be able to let me go, I was like, do you know what, that's, you know, I, I really can trust them. And if I ever have any problems, I know they're there. Um, um, but yeah, I think it was just, and then from there, that's how it all just kind of started for me because I was just, I was standing outside studios, trying to get, trying to meet producers. Like I was, I was just on grind mode 24 seven. Like how can I get, no, like how can someone find me? So I can, you know, start putting out records and how, you know, how can I make this work? And Brighton seems to be a, a good place to go for this. A, a handful of artists I've talked to. Um, God, who, oh, Passenger. I just talked to the singer Passenger in Brighton recently. Oh, amazing. And uh, yeah, he was saying how great. And I got it confused with New Brighton, which is a place I used to hang out as a little kid, which is way <laughs> up north, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brighton seemed like it, it really offered a lot for, for artists. Um, yeah. He yeah, liked, he liked it out there. Yeah, it's very creative, and you could just do whatever you like. You, you know, you're you kind of free to do whatever you like, and you can be, you know, be yourself. And it's yeah, it's really lovely for that. And um, yeah, I think for me, I just it all started from Brighton, and then obviously slowly moved over to London, and then from there to LA. So it kind of, I think, it all just kind of connects in like a bit of a triangle. <laughs> and then it yeah, goes, right. <laughs> and that was a long time ago. That was so. That's you know five years now how yeah. how close were you to quitting because oh yeah yeah because in music business i mean that's probably not very long but for the normal everyday job that's a long time to transition so yeah. how close were you to quitting and what what are the other options what were the other options yeah so yeah well that is a pretty big part of my story if i'm honest like um because I, I started off and it was great, you know, because you're you're getting you you're learning about the industry. So the first two years, so sixteen, so sixteen to eighteen was like the time before I was signed. So I signed eighteen, but like those two years before were just like, you know, developing and getting ready for those stages. 
And that was just great because you really don't really think of anyone else in the industry. There's no comparisons made at that point. It's very just you finding your feet. Um, but yeah, then I think the, the tough part for me was definitely once I'd signed, there was pressures, you know, there's other artists, other, there's all these newbies kind of thing. And it's quite easy to just kind of feel, you know, you just kind of compare yourself and you you kind of think, am I am I actually good enough? You're you're now fully in it. You now get the industry. You've learned all that you've you've learned. Obviously, there's so much more to learn, but you're at a point where you kind of understand how it works. And I think that's when it kicks in and you just freak out. And I really did freak out. Like end of 2019, I was just a mess. Literally, I was just um, just struggling to really find where I wanted to go and my sound has always been very emotional and powerful. And I've always just wanted to sing, you know, really sing to people and get wanted people to like feel that goosebumps effect. But around that time, I just felt like that music wasn't, there was, there was just something that was stopping that from working with me. And I hadn't released. So, you know, I just started releasing last year, April. So there was nothing really to, to go off on, I guess, for other people, you know, to be, cause you want to be in sessions with everyone, don't you? At the end of the day, like sure. I, I just got very like obsessed with being like, oh, I want to get in with that person and that person because it's your passion. So I think it's really hard to sometimes find to, to kind of find that balance between your passion and then your need for something. Like you have to kind of find the balance between being happy in your own life as well as trying to really, you know, get this dream that you want. The um, dream and the reality, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, what a what an emotional roller coaster oh my gosh and and, and, you know speaking speaking of um you know you're saying there's other artists and stuff like that um and i know there's a lot of them that you look up to like uh you know the the uh, the adels and the um amazing yeah (laughs) right so with with there being so many artists that might be doing similar to what you're doing how do you two that's kind of a two-part thing how first of all how do you find your own lane yeah. In amongst all that traffic and and not and not to think of it as traffic as a negative because everybody seems to be helping each other and being a part of each other's career. Yeah. But also when you do look up to artists like that, how close can you get? Hmm. How do I word this? Because there's a danger to looking up to certain people because you, you almost start to mimic what they're doing. Yeah. How do you kind of go, OK, that's that. Let me pull this back a little bit and find my own feet, like you said, and, and find my own lane through all this. Yeah, so I really just took it as, like, there was always, right, Mimi, what's your sound? What's going to be the first five? That's a much quicker way of asking that question. Yeah, and it was like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It was like, always that. (laughs) And I was always like, the question I could never answer, I could never answer it because it would change every week. Different thing, because you write one, you feel that way one week, you might feel the next like that. You might want to write something a bit more sassy. um, And then maybe... You know, I did feel that I was being pushed a little bit not to my sound. Sometimes there was a few times where it was like, oh, but this is what's working for people right now. So why don't you do that? And it was mm. a bit like, well, that's not why I want to be an artist. And that's not not why I'm in this room, be, you know, being a songwriter, a singer. So being able to divide and get you know, all those opinions, being able to like kind of step away from all that was the big, the big move. And yeah, I think, I think for me, it was just very like, I just took it day by day. I turned around and I just said, look, I don't, I know what my sound is. No one does at the moment, but I know in myself. So let's get this first song out because this one really feels like this is perfect to who I am. Let's then do the second. 
see where we're at. Let's then do the third and then let's do the fourth. And I feel like for me right now with the way it's gone is that whole process has worked really nicely because there was no pressure. It was very like Mimi's developing. She's just started out releasing and, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic as well. So it was kind of a bit like, right, these are the songs we've got. Let's get it out. These these so, are these are my songs today. This is how I feel today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is how I've kind of found a sort of lane where, you know, a lot of my songs I've also put a certain production genre and vibe into it where it's just really kind of it can make it happy as well. Like with the drums and there's a few things that are going on where it's not just like a piano and it's like super yeah, yeah. bad. Like it's a very heartbreaking, like heart wrenching lyrically, mel melodically, you know, it's got that power in the emotional power, but there's a way that I am going to perform it on stage and the way I put the production into the songs where it's kind of creating that modern twist on it as well. So I think that was like slowly learned throughout the process of releasing. I, definitely would have never been able to know or tell that that's what I was going to do beforehand. Yeah. Um, so I think that How was- How are you knowing all of this? Because it, that, yeah. that seems like you're knowing, you have quite an awareness of that whole, you know, let's be present in how my sound and my feelings are right now. Yeah. How, like, who are you talking to? Because you're a, you're a soloist and you're not, you're not in a group where you're all kind of traveling through this together. So who do you talk to? Or do you have that person where you can lean on and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm feeling. And is it other artists even? Yeah, so yeah, so I got to a stage where I was like, you know, you're getting compared because that is just the industry. That's what happens. Sure. Um, and it's not intentionally. It just pops up when you're in the studio, things in your studio, things like that. Things get said. And I got to a point where I was like, do you know what? I just want to meet new. I want to meet other artists because you don't know each other. All you have of each other is on instagram and when i say artists i don't mean the ones you know that are smashing it because they're like my idols for me they're just untouchable they're just incredible like sure you know but when it's like new artists you're all in the same kind of pack you know you're all trying to get going to get at the same time and i just really felt like i just really wanted to get to know some art you know meet new artists and and just really like speak to them because no one will ever know how it is you know without being going through it so I, I have um I ended up meeting a bunch of new people and I'd get DMs from new artists th through my releases. They'd be like, oh, I love your song. And then that's how okay. you become friends. So I have a bunch of friends now where I can just go to them. And, and it just feels nice because you feel you're in a support bubble. And yeah. every, no matter what is said in the industry, you know you all support one another. I think when you get to that stage of comfort and happiness within knowing that you all got each other's back, that is when you can you can really like thrive because I feel like there's nothing then stopping you because you feel support. Yeah. Um, That's and really, yeah. And you can, yeah, and you can ask them, you know, what, how are you feeling? What are you going through this? What yeah. did you do about that? Exactly. There, there's a handful of, of other artists overseas there that, that I've talked to recently, like artists like Banners, who's really starting to take off over here in the States with his song, um, Tom Grennan, Zach Abel, and all yeah. these, all these young guys who are, yeah, who, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it is just like it's believing in yourself completely because you. There was a point where I could have gone, oh, my, this is it's un, You can be unhappy at a certain point, but that's the that is the drive that I liked. I was like, when there's a challenge, I realized I liked that because that is how I wrote my music. 
so then that is how I kind of moved through it and got through it is because I'm a songwriter as well so I'm able to put that into my music and I think you know having other songwriters and collaborating with fellow songwriters is another way of moving through it and getting through that stage because I do think I've heard you know I, I all my friends all my art friends that are artists they've all been through it as well so I think mm. when I then found out that it wasn't just me you're just a bit you know you feel you don't feel so alone and and I think having fellow songwriters as well who write music and are very like intact with like in touch with their feelings it really helps to to do that but yeah, I just yeah, think because the... it's it, it's such a fragile time, not only in a career, but also in life, because there's also this kind of, for lack of a better term, kind of a changing of the guard with friends as well. As friends start yeah. to go off to this. Yeah. And now you're going, you're kind of going, well, crap, here I am alone in this whole new. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. That is... Wow. Yeah. Well, good for you for for keeping this head on, at least. And <laughs> yeah, and, uh, not going too too, too crazy. crazy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's definitely a process but you know it's just it was so when I, I I just took it took it by the horns and I just said to myself that's the saying <laughs> and I was like right I'm just not gonna let this this isn't gonna be something that's gonna you know put me down take me down this is something that I'm gonna put into a positive and you know I think you know you overthink I'm a bit of an overthinker as it is anyway so you start to overthink it it all starts to you know grow inside you and then you actually look at it and you're like oh like it's not too bad <laughs> right so, yeah it's definitely that and you know I think when I signed at 18 I was out in LA and I was walking around LA with my shades and I was like oh this is the life <laughs> and then it kicks in and it's like right you need to write the records like you need to get you need to get a body of work out there's all these different things and and I think at that point all my friends in the UK were at university so they're all loving life out you know drinking till 5am you know all this kind of stuff and my life was just very like right this is your dream this is what you've put your whole life into like you've moved to what you've done all these things yeah. this is it it's game time and you've got and, your dream but there's also got to be a little FOMO as well yeah yeah exactly oh, You'd be like, oh I, could, I could do with uh being down at the pub today <laughs> yeah oh my gosh but it's fine because you know if you got you passionate you throw you know you you're driven you just you just go and I'm just so lucky my team I love them they're incredible and they're all like yeah. my family so being able to have them there as well to you know keep me company and it's all we have such a laugh so it's it Keeps you going. <laughs> Good. Well, I don't want to keep you. I don't want to keep you any longer because I want you to go enjoy the sun. I can see the reflection of it back there, and I want you to go play with the dog and get outside and and enjoy. <laughs> is that your dog, by the way, or is that the family dog? Whose dog was that on your Instagram story earlier? Oh yeah, that's my dog. That's my family dog. Yeah, so yeah. that's our family. Me and my mum, my dad, and my brother. Yeah, she's an absolute angel. What's her name? Bear. <laughs> bear. She's so not a bear. She yeah. I know. <laughs> the smallest dog with the biggest name that's funny yeah she's um, sweet. <laughs> well i don't want to keep you but um when tell me this then so for those in los angeles when we play good without for all of los angeles to hear in orange county in southern california and whoever might be listening on the iheart app and all that <laughs> yeah and hearing it for the first time i'm trying to make you nervous what's he gonna say yeah no what what is it that they should listen for as they press play um not only in the message but also is there anything like in the production that you're like oh i really hope they notice that eight count or 16 count or this little fill or transition i did uh, i'd love for people just to really to let the o's after the chorus sink in 
the part where it goes huge, you know, and yeah, so just, yeah, the O's, I think that's the part, because I, I really wanted to create a song where, you know, it's a heartbreak song and it's emotional, but there's that kind of, kind of evolution as the O's kick in, just after I've said, I'm so good without, you know, and it's just this mm. whole, like, it's all lifting off of you, you know, and I just really want people to, to let that sink in and, and to get the feeling off of that. Um, but yeah, I just really wanted to make it really powerful and like a massive impact when it hits there. <laughs> good, okay. So, <laughs> so fingers crossed it works. <laughs> yeah, right, all right, good. So, uh, and, and as far as the message, what else should they pay attention to? Like literally getting ready to press play on it for everyone to hear it. Last minute words on that song. Um, I think definitely the I'm so good without the part where, you know, you're coming out of it now. You've realized what you've needed to realize for a long time. <laughs> so yeah, that part. <laughs>